Welcome to the first episode of the Gospel Care Podcast. My name is Jason Kovacs, and I am your host. Uh, this is a new thing that we're doing. We're going to give it a try, and we'll see what happens. We'll see what the Lord has in store. But let me just share a couple of the reasons why we want to start this podcast. There's so many podcasts out there. Why do we need another one? Uh, I just want to talk about that a little bit and give you a little bit of uh, my heart for uh, this and my hopes for this. So my heart and my hopes for what uh, God might do with this humble podcast. So first, my heart is that we could have conversations about the gospel and the heart and how to help people, how to care for people. How can the church really, truly care for one another? We're, we're sort of in a crisis right now in the church uh, when it comes to caring well. And we see that all over the place. We've seen that over the last decade uh, through many, many pastors that have fallen. We've seen that through the sexual uh, abuse uh, situation uh, happening and coming out the SBC, and really uh, abuse happening in all denominations. It's not just one, it's, it's so many. And, um, and so we're seeing that. We're seeing uh, the impact of sin in our churches, what can feel like, like never before. So my heart is that we would, we would rise to this occasion and really take serious what God is revealing to us and 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 seek to care well so my hope my hope my heart is that we could further that conversation uh through this podcast through the people we're going to talk to through the conversations we're going to have our heart as a ministry is to provide the best care possible to provide training to provide consulting so this just falls along the lines of our mission and our vision uh, and our, our sense of calling from the lord as well I'm joined here with uh, Christy Edwards, who's one of our counselors on our team, and we thought we would have a conversation here and get to know Christy a little bit better. So, uh, Christy, why don't you just share a little bit about uh, your journey as a counselor, how you got into counseling, and a little bit about yourself. Yeah, um, it's great to be a part of the team and um, great to just give a little snippet about what God's done in my life. Um, so I, I really felt called to be a counselor, um, even in college going in. I knew I'd have a psychology degree and um, family studies um, concentration and then um sought out graduate school, went to Dallas Theological Seminary for biblical counseling um, for master's. And that was great experience and started able to have some experience in um, church settings, in a local marriage and family practice, um, but mostly in ministry settings um, for a number of years. And then uh, most recently, I was able to do um, a clinic um, focusing on adoptive and foster families and worked there for about six years um, just with families and mostly uh, moms, mostly women, um, 
different ages and stages. Wonderful. Wonderful. What, uh, tell us a little about your family. Yeah. So, um, along the way, I met my husband right before, um, going into, uh, seminary and he and I both, um, lived in Texas and went to seminary and, um, had two daughters and, um, journeyed, moved around a little bit and, um, journeyed all over and landed in Tennessee. And so now, uh, we've been married almost 20 years and our girls are 17 and almost 15. Uh, awesome. Yeah. What? So now you've made a shift. You were, you worked with the clinic uh, for, for six years there, um, with working with adoptive foster families. Um, what? What? What are the kind of clients that you're working with now, or different issues that you're you're working with as as you've broadened sort of your scope? Yeah, it's been such a joy to um, focus in on biblical counseling and just be able to counsel virtually and see missionaries and ministry leaders, pastors, people who might not have access to a gospel-centered counseling in their area. Um, but also a lot of times communities might not have, um, might not have a um, place where nobody knows them. Um, so although we love and I really enjoy connecting people to their local church, um, and the layers of support and layers of care that can be provided through um, small groups or mentoring or discipleship, a lot of times that might not be a safe place or it might not be um, a place where um, the community or the culture um, is offering that care. And so to even come alongside leaders of um, who want there to be growth in how do we care for one another? How do we love each other through the hard? How do we be vulnerable? How do we um, get down in the trenches with each other? Mm. Um, so some of that's my favorite work. Um, just, mm. But anyone can refer from uh, a lot of ministry leaders looking for, I want my people to have a place where they can be cared for. And and so who do we go to? Who do we trust? Who has a gospel lens, but then also knows that um, we're seeking to provide care? Uh, and so I like to come alongside that. I'm seeing um, really women of all ages and stages and not necessarily um, uh, even in a relationship with the Lord that feels right. Maybe you're struggling um, with where is God in the pain and in suffering? And, mm -hmm. uh, and, and so even just having a safe space to explore some of that, um, I appreciate uh, transitions and seasons of life where um, maybe becoming a new parent or um, new marriage, um, moving, um, where there's change, transition. Um, also grief and um, losses, um, not just maybe a death, but areas where there's, um, deep pain and loss, um, from other, you know, loss of a job or, um, even where church has become a place of hurt to loss of relationships. Um, so I feel like, um, I feel like it's been a joy to see how God has used the things he's brought me through, um, and taught me, um, 
and then the experiences he's given me um, to be able to have a, I guess, a wide array of um, women who seek out counseling. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, I know from your experience working with adoptive and foster families, you, you've had a lot of experience working with trauma. Trauma is such a, a big part of um, children and, and, and families yeah. adopting, fostering. And that was a big part of your um, your journey as a counselor. Uh, maybe tell, tell us a little bit about your interest in working with trauma, experience with that. Have, now, as you've broadened your scope, to working with churches and leader, ministry leaders, missionaries, and individuals of how, how you see um, the the your your understanding of trauma being a, being a benefit and in- yeah yeah it was really neat the training that I was able to receive at the clinic was trust based relational intervention and um, they have a really um, neat approach to trauma experiences um, just with relationship at the center mm-hmm. um, and I feel that I feel that that's the gospel Jesus Emmanuel God with us um, getting down into the mess of life and into the trenches and um, and repairing restoring redeeming relationship um, mm-hmm. and so I feel like to be able to see the specifics of maybe trauma in adoption, but then also the generality of where trauma can be in other places. Um, They call big T trauma and little t trauma. And so um, just the unpredictabilities of life um, that hit us where there's pain that enters in an unpredictable way that we have an intense response to. So uh, that could even be... um, I mean, abuse, um, childhood abuse, current abuse, past, present. Um, that could be, um, you know, just even an intense loss, a sudden loss. Um, so it's given me a, a, a broader scope of what is trauma and how to spot kind of the manifestations of it, even in our bodies, physically. Um, the things we avoid, the things that bring that sense of dread or terror um, that have really deeply impacted us and seeing it as a relational destruction or relational problem that then Christ has um, redemption for, um, where he restores relationship and can use relationship to restore those broken, hurting places. Um, so I, I feel that the training is helpful. It comes out, you know, sometimes people know they've experienced trauma and it's obvious and, and sometimes we might just feel the effects of it and not really know, um, or wouldn't have called, called even a injury, um, you know, a hospitalization, um, as traumatic. And so I think it's been helpful to have that lens and that training to be able to see then also how do we help other people know how to walk alongside somebody who's experienced trauma Um, and to have that patience and um, the focus on restoring that trust and relationship and um, that healing can take a long time. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that huge, like just, we, we were talking about that earlier, just how God is, uh, often so, so much more patient than, than we are <laughs> when it comes to change and the slowness of change and healing. Um, yeah. it's really am quite amazing. Um, but, it, but we know as, as counselors that, that it, it can be slow and it takes a lot of patience and grace and yeah, especially when we're dealing with trauma, when we're dealing with the the impact of intense suffering and abuse or neglect. Yeah, yeah. What, what uh, in t in terms of the church, like, because I mean, you've mentioned your your heart and your passion for the church and coming alongside and and, and helping the church to be a, a safe place people experience the gospel to experience and encounter Jesus um what, what would you say what just what's what's on your heart right now for yeah. the church I know that's a pretty big question but yeah I, um, I just I just uh in watching the way that um Jesus has called us to love the Lord but love each other mm -hmm. um and what that entails and how he models that for us. Um, it seems that, you know, we're, we're created saint, sufferer, and sinner. And so we're created in his image. And as believers, we have um, that privilege of knowing that we are in his family and that we have that hope. And, and yet there's suffering all around us. There's suffering in the world and in, even in our own um, flesh, and and um, then there's sin, and and so I, I think as as a church traditionally we kind of maybe focus in or hone in on one of those areas, maybe two of those areas, but a lot of times the suffering piece gets missed, um, and so I, I guess my desire would be for church communities um, to be able to learn about their own suffering, their own, what does this look like for um, me and my life and my story? And then how do I be vulnerable and honest um, and then learn how to care for others in their suffering? Um, not with the intent to, you know, to fix it, to solve it, um, to dismiss it, um, but to walk alongside each other, just that, whether you're a new Christian or whether you're somebody who grew up in a Christian family or a pastor or a leader, we're, we're all sheep. We're all uh, called to, um, to look to Christ, to be, um, healer, to be shepherd, um, created dependent on him. And we don't like our neediness, you know, and we don't like, uh, the pain and suffering in life, we just want to avoid it and run from it. And, um, and so it's hard to face and yet he's created us for relationship, um, and to carry each other and shoulder life and shoulder suffering together. So, um, I, I really would love to see communities, um, learn how to better care for one another. Um, so whether that's one-on-one -on -one or in small groups, um, really just the vulnerability of I, I need you and you need me and um, we both desperately need the Lord. 
Um, and then come what may, um, we're shouldering this together. I, I heard one time an analogy of the shield of faith, you know, the, mm. during the Roman times, Paul's writing about, you know, uh, the shields, how they would kind of cover your whole body. Mm. Uh, and when I'm holding up my shield, it covers half of me and half of the person, the soldier standing next to me. And so mm. that idea of we can't always hear for ourselves the truth that we know to be true um and suffering or or hardship or um sin tends to blind us um from the truth and we are able to comfort um each other he talks about giving away the comfort that you've received um and so i think counseling of course is something i'm passionate about and love to walk with people through the hard that they're walking, the hard that they're experiencing. Um, but that's not all people need. You know, they also need layers of support and community around them. Um, that's where change happens and that's where growth happens. And um, so lots of, lots of um, steps to that. But Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, we, we, we talk about how the primary place of change and care and transformation is the local church. Um, so what we do as counselors is not replace that or, or be a place to outsource the care, but we, we really want to, and you're just what, how you just ex described that is we want to come alongside local churches and individuals, pastors, leaders to support and, and, um, and, and provide equipping consultation whatever whatever we can so that the church can be the church um providing that that level of care that that we all need I mean, we were all i love that i love how you said that like we're all sheep and we all need the care of another even if we're a counselor or pastor whatever leader we we too need it as well Absolutely. yeah yeah um what uh what what it what in your in your counseling um what does that look like how have you um been able to provide that sort of help for churches and individuals uh, yeah. um that's a good question and little by little um one person at a time but i think um it sometimes just takes a couple people in a community um who are like-minded or have the same language um, to begin to hold out a need or hold out vulnerability or begin to speak in such a way that's um, filled with grace, you know, almost able to tell your story where the focal point is Christ. And so here's the heart or here's my testimony or here's a testimony of how I've walked through um, suffering in some fashion or, or hard. And, and here's how God met me there. And here's where I um, depended on him. And here's where he showed up. And um, there's stories of that that then invite others to see their own pain or suffering or loss in the same, through the same lens. Um, so it's, more of an invitation than it is um, like a structural overall, um, although I think structures can be helpful, um, like going through a, a small group together that has a 
a different setting or a different goal um, of really telling everybody, being able to tell their story, uh, and then and then speaking the gospel to one another. Um, where we're connecting who God says He is with the little details and specifics of what's pressing in on me in this season of my life. Um, we need to do that for each other. So, so it starts in the counseling room and, you know, we hash through scenarios or, or the past or the present and, and look at it through the lens of the gospel and, um, sit in the heart and, and look to hope. Um, mm-hmm. and then maybe there's an encouragement to tell a friend, maybe there's an encouragement to bring somebody into a session, um, that's hard. That's hard um, to begin to, if that's not been the norm or if that's not been the pattern, it's hard to begin doing that. But um, you have a like-minded person and then take a step of faith and um, you begin inviting others into a vulnerable space. Um, and it takes courage. Um, but then the hope being, I'm, you know, you're dispelling the lie that I'm meant to have it all together. And I'm meant to be God. Yeah, I'm meant to be perfect or already sanctified or um, you're dispelling that myth that we all tend to believe functionally, even if we don't believe it theologically um, in little ways here and there. I'm meant to, you know, we should ourselves with the should have already mastered everything, you know, the shame of... um, uh, how we're human and limited. And so when you begin, it oozes into relationships and nooks and crannies of your life when you begin to dispel that and just speak it out loud. Um, learning to live with your with your humanity, with your limits, um, and point to God, you know? Yeah. Then it becomes an invitation, I think, for others to do the same. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's like uh, Paul saying, "When I'm weak, then Jesus is strong." Exactly. It's, it's out, we read that and it sounds good, but to live that out is actually a lot, you know, a lot harder. It's very humbling and, and difficult. But I love what you're saying that that when we do that, it becomes an invitation to others that, that into I think true like living biblically, like limited, finite, dependent upon God. That that's that's actually spiritual maturity is boasting in our weakness mm-hmm. and walking in dependence and walking honestly and vulnerably. Um, mm-hmm. I, I find a lot of counseling is is giving people permission and space to do that because they just don't have that those spaces uh, in their life um, with people that can they can do that with. So I love that. What, what would just to, to conclude what what's something the Lord is is doing in your life or encouraging you with um, maybe a verse or, or some, some way the Lord is speaking to you, the Spirit speaking to you through his word. It's, yeah. it's been a comfort for you. Yeah. Uh, well, one of my favorite passages um, is Isaiah 26, 3, he will keep in perfect peace. Um, well, it says you will keep in perfect peace. He whose mm-hmm. mind is steadfast because he trusts in you. So just that idea of the steadfastness and the 
the mind, um, our focus of attention, where we're looking, even that hymn, turn your eyes upon Jesus and the things of this world will grow strangely dim. Um, just that eternal perspective that makes everything that we're facing today, it just put makes it right-sized. Um, and uh, the hope that he will keep me at peace, that he's my keeper, that he does the work. Um, as I remember him, as I um, rein my mind back in to stay focused on him and um, and that, and hymns in general too, um, I just love the knowing that there are so many who have gone before who wrote these rich words in times of their own struggle, their own heart, and they're fighting to remember. Um, and and they put it to song, and then we sing it to each other, and we remember better with music, and we remember better when we sing it to each other. And, um, and so just that whole concept of um, remembering and keeping my mind focused on him and the peace that surpasses understanding coming from him. And, um, and then whether it's, um, you know, future, you know, where, what are we going to do about college decisions or, um, finances or, um, the day-to-day tasks and responsibilities of life or, um, big things friends and family are, are struggling through. Um, mm-hmm. that, that he's the one at work um, and we keep our eyes fixed on him. Um, it's a lot of waiting on him and trusting him and the waiting is active. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. As we fix our eyes on him, he, remember he's the author and perfecter of our faith. That's yeah. so good. Yeah. Thank you, Christy. Um, well, hopefully this is this. The, the, our goal in doing this was to, in, you know, have this conversation and for people listening, watching, that they would get to know you a little bit better. Um, you know, we, we we really do see counseling as uh, a, an incredible privilege and gift that we get to step into um, the, a sacred sort of space with people, so to speak, like a, a very special space of of um, in, encountering Jesus, the gospel knowing ourselves knowing him better and that that's just a an incredible privilege and joy uh, but one we we take very serious and we want you know every client that we see to um to be able to use, to be served in the best way possible so part of that is because it's so relational we want yeah. we want people to feel comfortable and safe in who they see so it's really valuable that you take this time to share yeah. so thank you um and uh yeah have a we'll talk soon well thank you for joining us on our first episode of the gospel care podcast Uh, hopefully we'll have more to come in the days ahead but uh, in the meantime visit us on our website www.gospelcarecollective.org. Uh, there you'll find information on counseling, how to get connected to a counselor, uh, our training opportunities, and our consulting for churches and organizations. Mm-hmm.